Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I am Jim Reamer. I'm joined this week by part of the quadcast, it's the tri-cast of Dominic Neely, Kyler Staley. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Right. Doing well, Jim. Joining us again this week from Southeast Indiana, Madison, place that nobody can get to. Representing the 812. Representing the 812 is Patrick Woolley. Patrick, thanks for coming on again this week. Yeah, thank you. Last week you were with us for the class of 25 breakout candidates. This week you were with us, the class of 2026 breakout candidates. Clearly based on last episode, we have no rules for who these people are. No criteria. No criteria. Or clearly nobody cares what I think. <laughs> Which that's fine. Um, but it is a little bit it is a little bit easier because a lot of these guys really haven't assumed major roles at the varsity level in, in any capacity. So this I think this is a little bit more of a clear um Clear definition. I was going to say if it's a kid that started as a freshman, we couldn't name him. Again, I you know there's hard rules like that. I don't know that that matters. But but anyway, we're going to get going. We're going to let Kyler start. Kyler made. Kyler's got 25 minutes. Then he's going to bed. Need my beauty sleep. Oh, uh, he's just old man, <laughs> old soul. But yeah, I'll go ahead and start. I will. Uh, I'll do the two for one deal. Uh, same team. Um, I'm going to go up with Crown Point. I'm going to go with Mason Darrell and Dikembe Shaw. Start with Mason. I, I, luckily, I got to coach both of them in the fall league, but came out really impressed with them. Mason, really tough, scrappy um, guard, kind of a combo guard right now, I would say. Can play both on and off the ball. Um, really goes at you on the defensive end. Um, really, really like his game. And then Dikembe Shaw, um, I'm just going to say right now, he's a name you probably everyone needs to really get to know. Um, I talked a little bit about him in the uh, the fall league portion last week or whatever when we uh, were recording that part of the podcast. But he, it's, uh, it's 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 the gray areas to when these things are being recorded. Gray so. area right now. I'm trying to think, but anyway, we may publish uh, this sometime around Christmas. We don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he uh, he he's a real tough. He's just physically strong. He defends. He rebounds. He attacks the basket. Um, he, he is a wing, I would say he can really shoot the ball from three. Um, and he's going to only get better from that area, I think as well. So I think the next step for him, um, and I think it'll just come naturally. I think he'll get a little bit more athletic, um, just, just by growing a little bit more and everything. He's already six, six. I think he's going to grow a little bit more. Um, but he's definitely a name to get to know. Um, he will ha- start having D one offers, I think sooner rather than later. I have a feeling you're just going to start naming guys you coached in the fall league. I got two more I can name. I I know I know they're coming, so I'll let you I'll let you have them, Patrick. Well, I've never coached this kid, so this is unbiased <laughs> here. Uh, I'm going to go with one of your guys. I think Jim Elijah Fuller Tucker. Uh, there you go. Providence. EFT. EFT. Yeah, big EFT. Uh, He's going to have the best he... nickname in the state by by the time I get done with him. 
he is super raw, but man, he's got he's got a lot of potential, and, and I I trust Coach Miller to to get the best out of him. Um, he didn't start last year. I'm sure he'll start and be their starting five this year. Providence is really good, uh, probably a top two or three team, and he's his development is going to be a big reason why. Uh, if he can, if his offense catches up with his defense, he will be a problem, especially by senior year. Having coached him now through a couple of workouts and, and four weeks of fall league, he is, mm-hmm. his outside shot is there. Okay. It, it's there to the point that I know they're going to push him to make that part of his offense. Uh, it's not like they're gonna they're not gonna run stuff for him to get that shot, but it's going to be definitely something that he will be able to do. Um, if he is if he is in a position to be open, he is he shot with some touch uh, the during the fall league, which that was nice. Uh, he is a kid that he rebounds well on both ends when his motor is engaged. So now the question is the consistency of that motor. That will be something that Coach Miller will definitely uh, compel him <laughs> to to utilize on a regular basis. Um, and I think defensively, he's he's a willing defender. He's a, he's a strong kid. Uh, he's not afraid to be physical. I think he has to understand, though, too, that sometimes referees aren't going to agree with his his level of contact and he's going to have to fight through that mentally to the point where he um, doesn't lose concentration and focus if he gets a call or two that goes against him and that's you know but he's a kid that still super young Uh, he's kind of unsure of himself without the basketball on offense Um, I, I love that he's a willing screener I think it's what happens after he screens that that's the part that he's going to have to really, really pick up on, uh, you know. And again, in a, in a system, one of the exciting things about coaching a kid like that is who his school coach is, and just knowing that by the time next March rolls around, great coach, he's going to be better. And and the hope is is that by the time they get him back from us, from you know that he'll be a little bit better for them too. So hopefully it works out that way and. But I know one thing, he took coaching because I was a little miffed at how we were doing. And I was a little pumped up last week and this week. And he might have caught a little bit of the brunt of that. And he took it. It's good. He played his butt off. He played with a really good motor. And I appreciated that. So, well, him and Lovan and Hesse are going to be a tough trio for Providence this year. Yeah, Lovan's tougher than nails, man. That's that's a different podcast, but he's yeah, a little stubborn though. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a tough kid, that's for sure. I, and I love listening to him um, talk to 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 Elijah and uh, Bryson uh, Whitlock, and lo- love the way he was instructing them during during our games in the fall league. So. And Elijah's going to have that all season long, so he's only going to get better and better. He is, and, and Quentin Hess is a kid too. I think we're not not that we're doing a Providence part here, but obviously he's a soccer player who 
who who is just now getting back into basketball full time now that the soccer season's over. But Dominique, who you got? I'm going with Corbin Hamill, Kokomo, transfer from New Haven. Um I think uh he I think he got some I think he he did start a little bit for New Haven last year. I don't think he started the whole year. But obviously moving over to Kokomo, he's gonna be a, you know, I think he'll be a contributor at the you know, they're gonna replace some guys they lost uh, with Shane Spear, you know, Patrick Hardeman, uh, Zion Bellamy. Uh, so I think Corbin will step in along with some of the other transfers they got and be a nice piece for him. I, I liked his ability to score the ball from the perimeter. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he'll, he'll definitely be a spark for Kokobo this year, you know, much needed guard play coming in. How big of a homer do I want to be in terms of, know who you're going with. No, you don't. Just talk Carmel. That's fine. No, well, there's that. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll get I'll get to these dudes later. But yeah, Evan Harrell from Carmel. Let's just go there. I mean, he's we we've we've kind of I think we've touched on it in the past. I I think that Carmel is going to be not as good as they've been lately, the last decade. That's I think that's for sure. They're going to be awfully young. Their best players are going to be a six seven sophomore, six eight sophomore who will probably be a borderline high major prospect at some point. Not at some point, but event you know as he matures. And, and then that's Evan, and then a, a five foot nine inch shooting guard who is maybe one of the best shooters in the state, but at the same time, he's just he's small. So. But Evan's going to have to have a lot of this on his shoulders. Carmel's got a nice set of guards. Two of them will that will start will be underclassmen, but they are all kind of undersized for what their schedule will be. It's it's fine if you've got one. Um, it starts to get more complicated if they're all there, and. But the one thing that Evan is that he is, he's got legitimate size and he's skilled. He's not necessarily just a post player. Uh, he will certainly have opportunities to post up, but he's going to have a lot of responsibility on him, especially if they are going to win. I've, I've felt all along that if they are a 500 team this year, that that will be a successful season. I know that is not going to be necessarily accepted, <laughs> within the walls of that school for our not, not the school, but within the walls of that coaching office to be more specific. Um, but they've also had a recent loss that I don't think anybody knows about yet. Uh, Owen Huber tore his ACL and also did some damage to his MCL. So their starting senior center is done for the year. Mm. Um, it would be nice if he could, be to the point where he could make a cameo on senior night. Um, but that is a kid last year that that played somewhat of a big role as Carmel rolled through some injuries last year. And with him gone, um, it is going to all be on Evan Harrell. Um, and he's, he's got some, he, he's got some, you know, he's got some big shoes to step in in terms of, what what all graduate you know what all the all the talent that's graduated last year, and he's a kid that uh, 
you know, he's just, he's got a chance to be pretty special. I, I tweeted last year at the beginning of the year, he was Carmel's next one. And I, I don't think that nothing around about that changes. And even if Carmel does have a little bit of a down year, uh, I don't think it'll be a very long dip. I think by the time next year rolls around, they'll be right back up there in contention, uh, especially with the number of sophomores that will get a chance to play this year. Who does who be- does he remind you of, Jim Harrell? I know we watched him. We watched him at Charlie Hughes together, and he's definitely six seven, six eight. But who does he, you know, remind you of? Um, he's a lot like Bronson Kessinger. Ooh, from, from Corridon. You know, really? So he plays as like a four. That's you know, that's Patrick's neck of the woods. That's Kyler's homeboy, and uh, it. Oh. It's a kid that I coached, you know, and Evans perimeter skills, very, very tweener-ish right now, very much evolving and, and progressing. Um, He will be a kid that if he is open from the three-point line, will be encouraged to shoot that shot. If he, again, if he's open, but again, like we mentioned with Elijah full Tucker, he's not, they're not going to run a stuff. They're not going to run a lot of things for him to get threes. So they will always be secondary reads. Uh, that is speculation at this point because I haven't been able to drag. I haven't been able to drag my butt up at six thirty, and and go watch him work out. Um, being the lazy butt that I've been, but um, he is athletically similar to Kessinger. I think the rest of his game translates similarly, and you know we'll. And that's where maybe the rubber hits the road, as in how well does his outside shot develop? He is a kid that in June was encouraged to rip and run. For those, I assume if you listen to this pod, you know what rip and run means, but just for clarification, he was encouraged, if he got the rebound, to take it and go. Obviously make good decisions. There's no game planning, no scheming in June, even with their school teams. So there's going to be a lot different level of uh, discipline during the school season. So how successful he is in that endeavor and finding, you know, if he's needing the fine guards, does he, does he get too, does he get too sped up? Um, you know, Bronson at, at Corden was able to bring the ball up in those situations as well. Um, and, but, but the quickness level on Carmel's schedule is, is vastly superior to what, Corden had to go through on a regular basis, but they really are similarly skilled. Um, but I think Evans got two years to develop a perimeter, a, a more refined perimeter game, certainly an outside shot. Um, and Kessinger kind of an underrated passer for us when he played. Um, Evan is, Evan is definitely a willing passer. Uh, he, he just, He'll need to see it and and figure out how the speed of the game impacts his ability to make those decisions. I, I worry when he gets in foul trouble. That will be the thing is if he can stay out of foul trouble. Because he may be it for Carmel in terms of anything above six foot two this year. All right. Was Kyler? Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and knock out the two guys on my team um, from Fall League. 
<laughs> gonna do it's it. Gonna, I, it's I gonna end it all. We're done. <laughs> um, and then I'll stop talking about my fall league team for the rest of the year. But uh, um, I'm gonna go with first Ellie Harris, um, from in Arsenal Tech. Forgot what school he went to for a second, but uh, yeah, was really good for us. You know, good on ball guard, um, about six foot, I would say. Um, yeah, just really smart player. I, I really love his maturity. Um, for his age and the way he plays, I, I would run a lot of stuff through him. He makes really smart decisions, and he's a good on the floor leader. I think too. Um, he talks to his guys, he talks to his teammates, he, he tries to get them positioned well. And I, I think he's a guy. If he grows a little bit, if he grows to what I don't know how tall his brother ended up being, um, if he could get somewhere right there, that'll be huge for him. Um, but as far right now, I think he's going to be really big for Tech this year. And then the other guy, um. Made some big shots for us down the stretch a lot of times. I'm going to go with uh, – we talked about Linderman in the uh, junior, um, the junior part of this that we're doing. Um, I'm going to go with his teammate at Bloomington North, Jalen um, Williams. Williams, Williams yeah. yep. Um, super athletic player. Can hit a lot of big shots from behind the arc, man. Um, he plays above the rim. He can guard pretty versatile defender, I would say, too. Um, a lot of times I had to play him in the post because he was like probably like my second tallest guy there. Um, but, yeah, really, really impressed with him. And I think he is a guy um, that's just going to get better and better as he continues to fine-tune his game. And I think he does have some D1 potential um, later down the road in his uh, in his high school career. But uh, really, really impressed with him. And I think he's going to have a pretty big year this year. Kyler, I I coached him a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe his his uncle is Sean May. Is that correct? That might be right. That that Jalen's yeah. Is, yeah. right. I, yeah, I believe that's right. I can find out real quick. Yeah, he's a good he's a good player, and he's got a lot of upside to him. Yeah, what is he now? About six five. I would say so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he wanted me to. He he told me he was six five because he wanted me to change his height. On the oh, that means he's six three. Well, he needs <laughs> to blame his. He needs to blame his mom for that. Yeah. She she filled it she's, out. She's the one that typed in. She's the one that entered him in the fall league. <laughs> blame mom, Jalen. <laughs> he's a he's a good kid. He, he's gonna be good. I like the way he gets up and down the floor and everything, and gets to his spot. So he's he's gonna be really special, I think. Patrick, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go to uh, Paoli. I'm gonna go with uh, Chad Sullivan. He's a six four, six five kid, which you know for Paoli and two A, you know you could do some damage. Um, he's, he's not so much of a, a shooter or offensive guy, but he will, he will outwork you and really go at it, uh, getting offensive rebounds, getting defensive rebounds, just kind of, you know, they got some other guys that can score. Uh, he does a lot of the dirty work and something that a lot of teams in that area don't have. So I think he's poised for a breakout year. It's kind of a bully down low. He's primarily attached to the paint. Yeah, he's he won't go too much farther than five or six feet out unless he's unless he's you know he's progressed and he can hit that now. But you know, the last time I've seen him, he's he's pretty much all Dennis Rodman inside. Dominique Paoli's Paoli, oh. sneaky good. They're sneaky good for two A. I mean, they with uh, what's his name? Walters leaving Linton. 
Yeah. And that sectional. And I think South Knox is in there. I mean, they, they're a little competition, but Single I thing, think, yeah. yeah, Paoli's hosting the sectional there this year. Um, they, they could come out of that. Who's, who's their top player, Patrick? Uh, probably Fletcher Cole. Yeah. The coach's right. son. That's, that's who I was thinking. I think Zach seen him play this, this summer in June and was thought highly of him. I couldn't remember his name. Um, yeah, they've also got a 24 kid who's pretty tough also. I mean, he's a solid basketball player, so they got some pieces. Cool. Um, I got Zach Belcher from Southside, six, 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 seven, forward for them. Um, super athletic, super active around the rim, and now he's going to have a point guard that's going to um, that's really unselfish and can can really dish the rock. Uh, and um, Cadell Wallace, who transferred over from from Lures to Southside. Um, so I think Zach will, he, you know, like I said, he's pretty raw. Last time I seen him, really athletic, block shots, dunks a lot, scores at the rim. But, um, you know, excited to see him, see him progress and expand his game a little bit as well. Twenty twenty six, huh? Give us a true breakout, Jim. A true breakout. I don't know. Class. Huh? It could be the whole class. It could be the whole class. Yeah. Go with another Carmel kid? No. <laughs> Come on. Say our guy. <laughs> our guy, yeah. Our the gatekeeper. The, the gatekeeper. Yeah, the true glue of uh, the Fall League. Of the Fall League. Um, I'm going to do a quick double. I'm going to do two Indianapolis area kids. Um, we could do this all day. Brennan Miller, Lawrence North, six 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 forward, super. I mean, he was a kid that started as a freshman, at least at least much of the year. Uh, and certainly in games he didn't start. He when they brought him in, they didn't take him out. But he's a kid that has really improved his his perimeter game. He can shoot the ball. He's got outstanding range. Um. I like how quick his release was when I got a chance to watch him in, in the summer. He was supposed to play in the fall league. He did not. Uh, there was a couple kids that were supposed that were on the roster that were not there. That's how um, we talked last week um, about the Floyd kid from Fishers. That's how he ended up getting on the, on their, on their team. Uh, they replaced two sophomores with two juniors, him and TJ Davidson. But Brennan was a kid that, um, Good motor, one of the one of the better rebounders in the class. I think he is probably headed to the perimeter from a recruiting perspective. That is certainly where he will be maximize will be able to maximize his recruiting value, um, especially defensively. But if if he can get to the point where he's he is a pure perimeter option with an occasional matchup advantage down low that that will be his best option from a recruiting standpoint but when you consider everything that matters now he's he's one of the better bigs in the class and and then justin curry from noblesville steal him too while we're having this discussion he is um he's a kid that got some time last year with the varsity his defense was ahead of his offense he was noblesville's best perimeter defender last year just 
period. And and maybe Hunter Walston could take exception to that, but just watching his intensity level, watching him be able to play off the ball and not not make mistakes as a freshman was pretty impressive. Offensively, he did not do as much as I thought he was would have done as a freshman, but he's going to definitely have a bigger role this year. Um, you know, and he's going to be a kid that, that does share the ball, that does share usage with two seniors, Aaron Fine and and like the aforementioned Walston. But I mean, he's 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 a good shooter. He's got he's got three point range for for sure, and he'll be a kid that they rely on offensively this year. Where last year. They didn't, but last year when he came in, he like I said, he was really impactful on the defensive end of the floor. So, Kyler, yeah, I got one. Unless more. anybody, unless anybody had something to add with that, but nope. But good. All right, All right. I'm gonna. I got one more. I'm gonna go to Heritage Hills. I'm gonna go with uh, Jake Pryor, about a six five wing. Um, you know, teammates with uh, arguably the best player in the state, one of the best players, Trent Sisley. So. I, I think with Heritage Hills, you know, they've been looking for somebody to really help out with Trent, um, take some pressure off of him. And I think Jake this year could be that guy. Um, the times that I've seen him, it's only been a few times, but he seems like a pretty well-rounded scorer, maybe a little sneaky athletic. Um, from what I've heard, it sounds like he's had a pretty good pocket city fall league. Um, he was pretty good there and everything. So um, good passer, you know, for his size and everything. So if he could just, you know, be a little bit more aggressive this year, um, and just really, you know, try to have some effort to take a lot of pressure or take some pressure off of uh, Trent. That would be great. But he's he's got some potential. I mean, Trent Trent will make him better, make everybody else around him better, hopefully. So, and I, I think Jake will really benefit off of that. I think they've got a a twenty seven kid coming in that's pretty good down there too. Okay. Oh, who Heritage Hills. Oh, do they? Okay. Like that's for another podcast. That's a that's a twenty-seven podcast. Break out twenty-sevens. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Patrick. Um, let's see. Um can I name EJ Haslam? Does he break you out? You can. Yeah. Okay. Well Scott I like May, his game. Hold on, hold on. Sean May, not Jalen Williams' uncle. Okay. Really? Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. Is well, how about that? Let's let's say there was a how do I say it? His mother was why are we discussing this? Uh, his, his mother was married to, to Sean's brother, but but Jalen is not Scott Jr.'s son. There we go. Oh, now we got that clear. Now we got that scoop. Well, maybe you can, <laughs> maybe Jim, you can tell me a little more about EJ because I've only seen him here and there. I know he's uh. He's pretty highly touted, maybe top five, ten in that class. He's long. He's big. Um, what do you think? I mean, for Franklin Central, I mean, they're going to need him to step up this year. He's at Franklin Central. Is that correct? He is, yeah. I, I think he is – I think he's definitely a breakout candidate when you consider what I think else they've got there. Um, and they lost Donnie Flanagan. The cathedral. Yeah, I know Donnie had has had some injury issues. Ben Davis, uh, right? Not cathedral. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. He started the cathedral. Yes. So yes, um, mm. Donnie had some injury issues, so he wasn't always around at Franklin Central. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, I think going into the summer, like, or going into the, you know, into the off season, they felt like, well, okay, we're going to have the senior guard. We're going to have EJ. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's just going to be EJ. So I don't know that it's just going to be EJ, but he certainly is going to have a lot of responsibility on him. Um, there's a kid that moved in from Louisville to Jeffersonville. Um, not sure he's going to start, but he'll be in that sixth, seventh man role. Uh, Anthony Fresh. Jeffersonville is kind of the loaded team down down this way this year, and that kind of the rich get richer. So he's about six two, six three. Mm, probably, probably like I said, they're sixth or seventh man, but was a starter. Um, from Louisville Trinity and he could come in and make a big, big impact. That kind of puts them over the top down here. I feel like. I need to see it from Jeffersonville, man. I hear that from them every year. It's like, okay, they're top 10 this year. And then it's like, ah, got to see it from them. Well, this is the year. Yeah. They they, they play up here enough. So we're going to get a chance to see him. I'm going to get a chance to see him quite a bit. I don't know. They, I think they're playing in the Fishers event. I think they're, are they playing in the Kokomo event? Yes, they are. So Zach will get to see him. <laughs> yeah, their schedule is brutal. They, they've got a tough schedule. Zach's going to be like, who's the, who's this team? I've never heard of them. <laughs> That's south of Indianapolis. Who are they? I, I tried to get him to play. I tried to get Sharon to play Carmel. Uh, I'm not sure what, what didn't work out there, but I mean, they start the year at Cathedral. Mm-hmm. And they're at Evansville North, at North Oldham, Kentucky, at Seymour. I mean, yeah, they've only got like three or four home games. Yeah, they're just trying to get Sharon fired. Then they go at they play Evansville Harrison at Bossy. Then they play Warren Central and South Bend Riley at Fishers. And there'll be other games after that at New Albany, at Brownstown, at Floyd Central, at Center Grove, Providence at home, Jennings Brutal. County. At Jennings County, at Evansville Wrights. Good Lord, man. That's yeah, they're in the tournament tested. They're in the Kokomo tournament. I don't see them in the Fishers, do you? Yeah, they are. Oh, no. Warren Central and South Bend Riley. Yeah. And then after that, Warren is Kokomo tournament, and South Bend Riley is the. Oh, I see. I see what I did there. Okay. Yeah. I see what I did there. Yep. So yeah, they got a they got a schedule. They also got to move in from New Albany, but he's a twenty five kid. Plainfield plays Mount Vernon at Kokomo. May have to get up for that. I'm glad they moved that before Christmas because it fell on a day last year. I think the last two years, I think it was the same day as Hall of Fame. So they had to move it before Christmas because Kokomo's in the Hall of Fame this year, right? Yeah. Yes, they are. Is Ertle back before? No, we're He's looking in, at like it... February. Yeah, late. Yeah, they're talking late January, but February mm. seems just as just as realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do all? Yeah, that's a. Jeez, what? I'm not sure what he was thinking on that one. I mean, I guess if you're just getting prepared for March, then that's that's the way to do it. Seven home games. I mean, they play one home game before the before January first. Road Warriors, and and a lot of those games, 
aren't close. I mean, Seymour is their closest road game. No, no uh, well, that's after January 1st. Seymour is their closest road game before January 1st. That's insane. I need to talk to Sharon about who does his scheduling. Someone's hey, someone's trying to get him schedule. fired. <laughs> I respect that schedule. <laughs> I do respect it. I wildly respect it. You may not be that far off, Jim, with that comment. <laughs> well, yeah. You know how it goes. I I yeah, the Corey Norman crap. I you know, the details of that I don't know, but I I sent a text down post haste going, You you you're not this isn't involving you, is it? And he's like, Nope. I think, okay, good. Good, good, good. Jeffersonville has been a mess for a while. They start running out their legends. I mean, you can't be any bigger names than Corey Norman and Sharon Wilkerson no. at Jeffersonville. I mean, you know, gee, even at Christmas. Anyway, I mean, what's is Brian Hanley involved there now? Uh, he's smart and he's not. He is, he is not. Anyway, is it my turn or is it BJ Flynn turn? is not either. There you go. That's the Flynn is the. But but Dad's still around. Is it my turn or is it Dominic? Think I'm up. Go Dominic. Think I'm go. up. I'm gonna drop two names quick. Uh, okay. Kid for care. Kid for Carol, who came off the bench as a freshman last year a little bit. Brody Fisher. Um, spoke with Coach Abbott about him. He's. He likes his ability to score it around the rim, bigger body, can push guys around, rebound, finish in the paint. So that's one area where they're going to, you know, they got a lot of guards and wings that can really score it. They, they, you know, they don't have a ton of big. So I think he'll, he'll fill in nicely for Carroll this year. He's pretty skilled around the, in the paint. And then uh, Nolan Heightshoe out at Leo played for them a little bit last year as a freshman. And um, he's bigger than his brother, taller. And, um, I think he had a pretty good summer as well. I think he, he scores it pretty well, really well in the summer he did, at least in AAU. Uh, but I think he'll be a nice piece for Leo. Leo's got a, a number of kids that, that can really score it. So we'll kind of see how they do this year. But they got a, they got a you know, about three or four guards that can, can you know, fill it up uh, offensively. So we'll see how they do this year. All right, I'm going to pull the Kyler – Kyler Staley model and talk about two kids that I that I coached. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Uh, they did. They did not. Uh, these aren't just fall league situations. This is Dylan Kendrick. He'll be the starting point guard of Evansville Memorial. Uh, he will definitely be a productive player for them. He got a little bit of varsity time as a freshman last year. I think he's one of the best passers and one of the best defenders in the class. And I, I think that that's something that I seem to have enjoyed coaching over the years. So um, I'm already looking forward to that. Uh, Jetta Manette at Avon. Um, if anybody is going to soak up shots left on the table from Lomax transferring to Brownsburg, it's going to be Jetta Manette. He is a crafty scorer. He's really good off the bounce. He comes off screens and hits shots. He can score in a lot of ways imaginable. Um, willing, a willing defender who's just he, you know he'll have to get stronger. He'll have to get stronger to get through screens and and 
you know, I don't know what else they've got. I mean, they do have they do have DeAndre Lott Hancock that transferred in from Attic, so he will be definitely a, a good perimeter defending option. Um, but Jetta will be. I don't know the full makeup of their starting lineup and and what like if he will be their primary ball handler. He certainly will be a primary ball handler, but I don't know if if they've got other pieces to go with him that can handle those duties. But he is he's a kid that can score shooting the ball from a lot of angles. He's got a lot of bag or a lot of a lot of uh, tricks in his bag, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops this year for Coach Shouse at Avon and then getting a chance to coach that uh, next spring and summer. So both those guys should have breakout years. One more, Kyler, then go to bed. Yeah, I'm going to go with – I mean, he got a lot of varsity time last year, but I think he's just going to get better and better. I'm going to go with Ethan Roseman out of Bishop Chittard. Um, I've always really liked him, especially when – um, I mean, the first saw him was the prep hoops freshman showcase. Um, he's got a killer mid-range jumper, um, about six foot. He's probably grown a little bit, but he will be their primary guy this year at Bishop. Um, yeah, just a just smart player overall and everything, and I think his stats are going to, you know, bump way up this year. So, really like his game, so I think he'll break out even more. Patrick? Yeah, um, let me throw in Cason uh, Dager at yeah. Silver Creek. Ooh, that Good shoot. Wow. Slim pickings around here sometimes. Uh, good shooter. Uh, I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive this year. Uh, Silver Creek lost their top scorer from last year, the Oliver boy. So I think in order for them to compete, especially with like Scottsburg and Brownstown in their conference, um, Kaysen Dager is going to have to take a big step this year. Was he Jim? Was he six one, six two? Now you think? I thought he was closer. Yeah, six two. Someone was. I mean, I was. He was. I was told he was six three, but I think he's closer to six two. Okay. But he, he def, definitely a kid that can hit shots. I thought he was pretty good in the top one hundred. From what I remember. Yeah, and they've the, got a they've the got IBCA a good freshman one? class coming in, so I think uh, he's gonna have to be their leader this year. Yeah, Hunter Perry's kid's going to be pretty good, though. Yep. Uh, Keaton Aldridge, Cathedral. I would assume it. I would assume he absorbs one of their starting spots. He he's a kid that's improved a great deal for them, um, and a lot of it for him is, you know, he's a strong kid. He's a wide kid. He, he's kind of a bull in a china shop sometimes, and I think that. Um, against better competition, I think that got him a little bit in trouble because he just would put his head down he's, and go. And now I think he's understood pacing a little bit. He's understood timing, change of speed, change of directions, mostly change of speeds. And, and then being able to um, score off two feet, score off one foot, He's he's – I mean, I think he's versatile in that way. I think the rest of it now is – is just how does the ball handling translate in traffic, especially, you know, when they're playing teams that scout and game plan. We talk a lot, Patrick, on here about yep. things that we see in the, in the off season. Uh, there's just more space because there's less help. You know, there's less help. There's less rotations or, or late rotations or worse rotations 
or in some cases, no rotations. Hmm. So there's there's a lot of that stuff that that gets cut off during the school season because, well, coaching. So, um, and then one more for me um, of any substance. We might throw up some names later, but Noah Smith at Plainfield. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a chance to be one of the top two or three kids in the class. I think as far as just his his physical potential, his development, um, some of the names we've already talked about. I think he's he's probably not as def- he's probably not as developed physically just yet. But on a on a very good what's going to be a very good playing field team, I, I would look for him to have some big games for them, and I'd also look for him to have some, you know, not big games uh, because they've got other options. And But he's a kid that that uh, has a chance to raise himself. He's going to be one of those kids that next year we talk about him again as being, you know, a, a big jump in his production. But I will not name him as a breakout player as a junior next year. <laughs> I will stick to my, my, my own criteria, but um, – especially if he has the kind of year as a sophomore that I think he's going to have. I watched him this summer against uh, Jeffersonville and they yeah. beat Jeff and they beat Jeff that uh, oh, wasn't by too much, but they're, they're good. I'm going to have them. I mean, I'm, they're going to be a top six or seven team for me mm. going into that preview. I told that to somebody earlier today and they, they looked at me like I was crazy. I, I'll, I mean, they're going to be good. Who cares? You've seen as much as anyone, so. Well, that doesn't mean I'm always right. But well, I know that we can we can pretend. Dom, anybody? Uh, Zach's got a couple I'll throw out. Uh, Logan Picorni from Chesterton. I know he got in the uh, regional game against Penn that I saw and played well as a freshman last year. So I think I think he's kind of expected to be their third guy behind Parrish and Sims. Um, this coming year, and then the two kids from Gary Westside, um, Trey Hinton or Reggie, I think he goes by Trey, um, and Tyler Cruz, I believe. Yep, they're big. Uh, he had them down, and then he had the kid from Coach Shrewsbury's son at South South and St. Joe, Nick Shrewsbury. Nick, yeah. Um, coming into St. Joe, uh, I'm assuming he'll be their their guy along with Kineski. Kineski. Yeah. Um, so th- those are some of the guys that he had from that, you know, South Bend over to the region area. Any uh, quick ones, Kyler? No, I don't have anybody else. All right. Good night. <laughs> Go to bed, <laughs> Kyler. <laughs> Get your beauty sleep. <laughs> it's long gone. That's fine. Patrick, any, any quick ones? Uh, uh, quick one I'll throw out Brady Cook at Southwestern. Uh, they lost one kid last year. He started last year. Um, he's gonna have to step up. Uh, pretty solid Southwestern Hanover team. So Brady Cook, six one, six two guard. Let's see. Again, there's there's kids that I think are going to be really good in this class, but there's, and there's also kids that, again, that I think just from a varsity standpoint, uh, there's just some names left over that I don't think next year will be their year as far as guys like, you know, as far as rules like that. I think Cooper Bach at Sullivan is going to be a kid that 
definitely mm-hmm. has a, a a productive year. Um, I think there's other. Let me, let me throw in uh, Braylon Langley. I forgot about him as well down here. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. I mean, I don't. Again, a kid that's got some offers already. Wondering, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, he's a lot of potential. I'll say that. Rice has a couple of uh, some transfers. They got an incoming freshman. They, yeah, you know, they they might if they can put it together, it might be decent. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta imagine we talk about later in the year. Usually, like usually last year, we about I don't know what was it around Christmas time we did a podcast of impactful junior or freshmen that were making an impact, and I gotta believe Jalen Mitchell is gonna be part of that <laughs> podcast when we when we come right That's down. Safe to, to say, but, yeah, safe to say. Um, but yeah, Cooper Bach is a kid I think is gonna gonna be a kid that you know we hear from. Um, Leo Swatsky from from Goshen is a kid that I liked in the spring. Um, and look, there's names we haven't there's names we haven't named. I mean, Stephen Reynolds, Dazan Hall. Oh, um, I mean, those are all dudes that people know. You know. Um, We've not really talked about the Mount Vernon kids in depth, but as big of a role as Julian Smith had last year, I think Armani Wells is going to be a kid too that has a big year for them. Um, and then Barris Moore is was was super was productive as a freshman at Taylor. He now moves over to Kokomo. Um, might have a small, definitely going to have a smaller role usage wise. Although assists are considered part of the usage stats, but but definitely going to be um, he's going to have to up his game and and play bigger uh, to to be productive for Kokomo. And you know he's talented enough um, to to do that. But um, you know the, some of those dudes you mentioned you mentioned Hamill Corbin Hamill earlier. Um, their mo is going to have to be get the ball to Flory. You know their their time to be big scores will be after Florida graduates. Yeah, but they're they're going to have to hit cuz you know, like oh, playing no, some no. of these uh you know, these Hamilton County schools like last year against Westfield, Zionsville. I mean, what Florida have against Zionsville four or five, I mean, uh, they just packed the paint and made it really tough, so they're definitely going to have to step up and hit shots. Oh, yeah, more than that. Um, I mean, he that was his halftime total. No, I think so against was... Westfield, but against Zionsville, I think he had that's when he hurt his finger. Yeah, in the first half, game. he yeah. came back, but I think he might have had four, five or six. But I mean, Zions will just pack completely pack the paint and just try to make guys shoot from outside. So I think those these kids can do it though. That they're you know they're two sophomores, Hamill and uh, Barris Moore, but be interested to see how they step up. They'll just have to avoid those instances um, where they go head down against the wind, because that's going to be where they think they've got to drive to score. And in reality, they just need to get the ball to Flory and, and relocate and see if they can't force her shot. You know, I mean, it's, it's, they're going to have to play the same role. You think about spear spear about how successful he was and, you know, he picked his spots and a lot of it was because he's just not a guy that plays super fast, but more and, and Hamill, Hamill especially plays super fast. And there's going to They'll, be a time. Uh, there's going to be a time where they're going to. Have to uh, that's going to have to be a definite adjustment. They'll still have uh, 
I think I mentioned Bellamy younger, earlier. Yeah, the younger Bellamy. Yeah, Zion, Zion. Zion. I think I mentioned Zion earlier was Xavion. Uh, so when they lost, I believe Correct. that's his name. Yeah. But they'll still have. I'm assuming Zion will be running the point like he has since his freshman year. So he just got hurt last year and he's missed half of the second half of the year. No, and see here's so here's a kid that was really good last year statistically. I mean, 14 points and seven some rebounds per game. Edwin Holmes at Princeton. I mean, is is, he, is that considered? Is he going to be? Is this would this be a breakout year? I mean, what are we basing that on? Based on Patrick's Levels. definition, he's a breakout. Oh, uh, he's a breakout. Okay, well then, Edwin Holmes, another kid that there you go, going to have the pleasure of coaching. This is the breakout. The the, the I mean, <laughs> coaching the the state leader and freshman leader in scoring last year too. Shelsky got a lot of kids that can score. We just we just need kids that can defend the rim. Uh, could we say Parker Elmore would be a breakout for Jennings County? Yeah, I'd assume so at this point. <laughs> he was a six man last year. He didn't start on a loaded. Did he not James start. County I thought he team. started. I thought he started. No, he was a six man. They were super loaded last year. Um, Kent started. He was a. He was actually well, yeah. an underclassman starter. Uh, Parker I, Elmore. Yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a nice high school player for them. I like kid. the twenty twenty six classics for one thing. They had zero depth up front. Zero. Yeah. That's he's only, he's considered up front down here, six four, yeah, man, and six, he's just five. not. Yeah, he is, um, but he's hurt. And the football football injury. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play much this this spring summer. Getting getting healthy again. So, anybody got any other names before we end it? I think we've done a good job covering things. We've got Kyler way past his bedtime, unless he logged out and I didn't see it. No, I'm I'm going to be cranky tomorrow. You'll be cranky tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. That just means you won't smile as much. So, <laughs> all right, everybody bug Kyler tomorrow. Of course, tomorrow will be next week when we, by the time we publish this. So, he won't be cranky by then. But, Patrick, thanks for coming on. Is there any place they can any, – any place where we can see where you your work or is it you just – I'm not just, here to promote anything, man. Just, just well, here right. helping you all out and joining and – We'll have to figure out a way to get some more Southeast Indiana coverage on here. So promote world peace, I guess. Promote world peace. All right. Dom, appreciate it. Kyler, what's going on next week at the Hoosier <laughs> Strength? <What, laughs> can you project that far in advance? Oh, you know what? You know what's going on next week? First game for IU. First, so. first game. There we go. We'll have plenty of coverage there. Nice. All right, man. Guys, I appreciate it. We are out. Good talk. Everybody will talk. Uh, Dom, Kyler, we'll talk to you guys next week. We got some preview pods coming up by the time this one's published. We got our uh, storyline slash hot takes pod coming on. Pat, you might be able to join us for that one. We'll, we'll uh, I we'll can do you, that. We'll get you up to. We'll get you caught up on what that is. All right. Um, other than that, guys, have a good night. Yep. See you.